Not Saturday, Not Live. Hello everyone, welcome back to Not Saturday, Not Live. My name is Sunny and I will be co-hosting today's episode with Vanya. Last episode, we covered the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about fast fashion. Fast fashion is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as inexpensive clothing produced rapidly by mass-market retailers in response to the latest trends. The clothes made are cheap and trendy and support high consumption. However, this means bad news for the environment and the people working to create these clothes. Fast fashion started going strong during the mid-2000s during the boho chic trend. Designers used to just predict and create designs based on the four seasons, summer, spring, fall, and winter. Now, fast fashion brands make about 52 micro-seasons, or one collection each week, according to Elizabeth Klein. This started with Zara when they began to have bi-weekly shipments of new merchandise. Companies can create new trendy styles weekly, if not daily, while never running out of stock for customers. Aside from Zara, fast fashion brands include H&M, Topshop, Fashion Nova, Shein, Romwe, Forever 21, Hot Topic, Uniqlo, Stradivarius, Misguided, Gap, Primark, Rip Curl, Urban Outfitters, Nike, Guess, Boohoo, Pretty Little Thing, New Look, Peacocks, Oisho, Massimo Duty, Adidas, ASOS, Nasty Gal, Mango, and more. Fast fashion was brought to everyone's attention when the public called out Kylie Jenner for not paying her Bangladeshi workers last year. This was actually the first time when we were made aware of an issue like this. So these garment workers are women and children who are paid less than 2% of the profits earned by the brands they make clothes for. These women and children are impoverished and work in terrible conditions. These sweatshops are located in India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, China, Thailand, and more. Women and children are deliberately sought out for work because they are said to be more compliant and less likely to organize unions and demand rights. Low education rates in these places also lead to increased intergenerational poverty, and it becomes a cycle where children are unable to get an education to gain more skills for higher paying jobs. These sweatshops also don't have the protection of policies for these workers. UNICEF reported that 117 million children are employed by the garment industry. Statistics show that in Bangladesh, more than 3 million people, 85% of which are women, work in the garment industry. A 2011 report shows that their wages are significantly below the living wage, and their working hours stretch from 12 to 14 hours a day, starting at 8 in the morning and ending as late as 8 or even 10 in the evening. In India, conditions are very similar. The Global Labor Justice, GLG, also reported that Asian workers in H&M and Gap supplier factories experience sexual harassment, poor work condition, and forced overtime. Fashion Nova, which I mentioned earlier, was one of the brands that, you know, use these sweatshops, has a sweatshop in LA, like here in California, where they have undocumented immigrants working for less than the minimum wage. So that shows that sweatshops exploit people, and it's not just in developing countries. The conditions that these garment workers in these sweatshops are subjected to are so bad that they have been often referenced to as modern-day slavery. 
Furthermore, there have been many huge accidents that have caused great damage as well, one such case being the Rana Plaza tragedy. In April 2013, in Dhaka, Bangladesh, the collapse of a factory killed more than a thousand garment workers. The building was in a worn-down condition and had many cracks and problems. Despite the warning of a consulting engineer about the unsafe conditions of the buildings on April 23rd, Mr. Rana and the other factory bosses forced the workers to get into the building and continue working the next day. The building collapsed, killing thousands of workers as soon as the generators were switched on. What is worse is that of the 29 brands which used products from that factory, only 9 brands agreed to contribute towards compensation for the victims, with the rest not even showing up to the meeting. Right, and this is only one of the many, many tragedies to have occurred in these sweatshops. In 2012, 258 people died in the Ali Enterprise textile factory in Karachi, Pakistan, due to a fire. These tragedies raise the important question as to who was to blame for them? Who was to blame for the poor working conditions of the workers of the fast fashion industry? The fashion brands are not actually legally obligated to ensure safe working conditions for garment workers in the sweatshops. The fast fashion brands have their headquarters in countries with a high income customer base where they manage marketing, sales, and design. However, the actual production is outsourced to supplier firms, known as Tire One companies, which are usually located in developing countries. These companies then subcontract production to manufacturing companies that are not really affiliated with the fashion industry, thereby freeing the fashion industry from any obligation towards the garment workers. Furthermore, these subcontractors are often unregistered and therefore do not have to follow government rules and regulations about worker safety or ethics. Now that we know the dangers of the fast fashion industry, let's explore the actions as we as consumers can take to help the situation. So first, we can sign petitions that call for these fashion brands and companies to become more ethical. Second, we can become moral consumers and do things like avoid buying from brands that we know are part of these unethical labor practices. And third, we can avoid overconsumption, the very reason that these sweatshops even exist. So we can avoid buying clothes that, that are part of a short-lived fashion trend. And lastly, we should recognize the powers that we have as consumers and use that to better the conditions for workers. As consumers, our demands form the direction that the companies follow and if we give importance to the ethical aspect of mass production, the fashion brands are more likely to take responsibility for ensuring the safe and ethical work conditions for these garment workers. Personally, I think another thing that we consumers can do is buy clothes from thrift stores and just buy secondhand clothes in general, because instead of those clothes being thrown away or you know, just wasted and never used again. You can, you know, find a different purpose, use them yourself, and it just prevents it from being waste, you know, and impacting the environment in a negative way. So I am definitely guilty of buying fast fashion. Um, they're cheap. They're, you know, they're affordable. And I understand that we may not have the money to buy clothes that aren't fast fashion because they might be expensive. 
Um, but just keep those things in mind, the actions that we can take. Be conscious, you know, and you can wear your clothes like multiple times. There's a washer and a dryer for a reason. And nobody cares if you repeat your clothes, you know. So. Also, guys, it's completely okay to jump on a fashion trend and to wear what you want and wear what you enjoy. Just always think long term. You know, be conscious. Think of your money. Because, of course, with every purchase of clothes, you're spending money. Um, you know, these trends, they are eventually going to die out. And so the clothes that you buy, they might not last as well. So being conscious, thinking of the garment workers, you know, save your money, don't buy too much. Personally, I understand the need for people to buy trendy clothes in an attempt to fit in with the rest of society. It would be a little impractical to expect people not to wear trendy clothes, especially since a huge part of the population isn't even aware of the dangers of fast fashion. A better way to fix this problem would be to make sure that the fashion industry is responsible for the garment worker's condition. The individual brands should be legally obligated to ensure the workers that work for them are safe and receive appropriate compensation. With growing technology, it is not very difficult to use machines to do a little of the heavy work that is currently being outsourced to thousands of garment workers. With the use of a little bit of machinery and better work conditions for the workers, ensured by the fashion industry, mass production of garments might not actually be such a bad thing. Additionally, the fashion industry does provide jobs for thousands in needs in developing countries, so they do have some advantages as well. It is just important for them to keep the priorities straight and ensure that the workers remain safe, happy, and are well compensated for their labor.